Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is, at Egberto Williams. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. We are officially eight hours late. We're officially eight hours away from our, you know, this show normally occurs at 12 noon, but I had a special exception. Today was uh, my wife's birthday last, uh, I mean, last Saturday, and we had a big brunch for her today, but we had to have Politics done right, especially in these times. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to be the topic of discussion today. Donald Trump, should he resign? Do we want him to resign? What are the implications if he resigns? Think about it. I want all of us who don't want Donald Trump to think about uh, what happens if Donald Trump actually resigns. So I think, uh, thank you very much, Lisa Pinu. Uh, welcome aboard Politics Done Right uh, here on, 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 on Facebook Live. Do remember, people, that we are a call-in show as well as we are live streaming on. Hello, Marcela, how are you doing? Thank you for loving the show. I love all my I love all my folks. Welcome aboard. Now, folks, don't forget this is a call-in show as well as a live show on Facebook. You can call in to the show at 646-929-2495. Don't mix that up with the show that we do on Thursday on air at KPFT Houston 90.1 FM. Actually. It's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Central in Houston, Texas. Again, the call-in number is 646-929-2495. If you have any questions, you can call that line. You can talk directly, and I'll, you'll be on air. Everybody will be able to hear you as well. And if you uh, want to ask a question or give a comment like Lisa Pinu and Marcella has done on here on the um on Facebook Live, you can just leave, put the message in there. I'll be following the messages and I'll answer whatever you want me to answer or I'll make whatever comments you want to make to the, to the social sphere, if you will. Again, today we're going to talk about Donald Trump. But um, first of all, what do you think? A lot of people think that he should, be, that he should resign. A lot of people feel that uh, this is one too far. Do you really think this is going to make a difference? I'll be frank with you. I don't think this is going to make much of a difference with his current base. And I was listening to Bill Moore uh, yesterday. Hi, Pantheon. How are you doing, my friend? Lisa Pinot, many have voted already, so his resignation isn't actually possible, I think, but I don't know. Actually, I think from a, there's Article 9 within the, 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 uh, the Republican, platform, uh, Republican uh, not platform, but their, their rules that would allow them uh, to get together and appoint somebody else if Donald Trump actually resigned to fulfill its place. But I tell you what, I am more dubious about that because I want Donald Trump to stay in. I want Donald Trump to stay in and I want Donald Trump to be beat badly. And the reason I want that is because 
we are now at the cusp of a potential that we a possibility that we could not only win the Senate but we could win the House because those people who are so uh, that, that those people who are so this I don't know the word so a very pissed off at Donald Trump they are likely not going to walk into that voting booth there's a good chance that they just say to hell with it high fifth degree how are you doing so I want Donald Trump to remain in so I don't want us to beat up on him too hard but should he resign I say quietly no we don't want him to resign because I tell you something that is worse there is enough hate in this country both on the left and the right for Hillary Clinton that a replacement candidate for Donald Trump could actually be such person that wins. In fact, I tell you something else. I think one of the reasons the Republican Party stayed with Donald Trump, I think one of the reasons the Republican Party didn't just get rid of Donald Trump when they could is because of one specific issue. Donald Trump, they don't care if Donald Trump get elected. They don't care if Donald Trump is a far conservative. They don't care if uh, Donald Trump is a charlatan. The reason why is this. As soon as Donald Trump is elected, this crazy, unhinged person will rather quickly create a scenario where his own party will impeach him. And the scenario that they will use to impeach him thereafter will simply be to state the following. He wasn't one of us anyway. So they have, if we have the Trump Pence ticket, and if for some miraculous reason the, 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 the Trump uh, ticket were to win, I guarantee you that these guys know, in effect, Trump is an impeachable president and they can restore their party after a Trump and after impeaching this guy. Though, I mean, it sounds far-fetched, but it's likely the only way they get the presidency. Now, the other way, of course, is if they go ahead and they Trump resigns. They, they apply Article 9. After they apply Article 9, what happens? They go ahead and brings, uh, Pence becomes the top of the ticket. Pence has a whole lot of problems. The problem is, however, is Pence is very smooth. Pence is probably more right. Well, Pence is definitely more right wing than Trump because Trump is not a real right winger. Trump is just is nothing more than a opportunist. Trump would have ran in any party that he thought he could win in. So he has no soul, no goals, no, no character. That's just who he is. He is whatever he needs to be to attain the goal he wants. He rips people off in business all the time. He rips women off. That's his goal. That is what he does. Now, as far as, um, as Pence is concerned, Pence is very smooth. Uh, Pence had a whole lot of – the fact that Pence, on factual bases, on truth, on every, every stat, on every single metric that determines veracity, accuracy, or anything else, the fact that Pence was wrong or bad on that, while Tim Kaine was the most accurate of them all, and still most Americans, including Democrats and liberals, believe that Pence won. Why? Because of style is an ominous sign. And why is it? First of all, when the, the debate was over, I said one thing. Pence lost the debate. Tim Kaine won the debate on points. Tim Kaine won the debates on substance. Tim Kaine won the debate on accuracy, truthfulness, and everything else. But then I said, the media will immediately state that Pence 
won the debate. Why? Because he was so mellow. He seemed so exactly, Lisa, slick. Pence is so slick, but true controlling overseer type. Exactly. Now, but Democrats, including Democrats, saw Pence as the winner. Shouldn't they be smarter than that? Shouldn't they know that antics or the way you speak or, uh, or the semblance of control means little means little to, to, to winning or veracity or any of, of those or any of that? Shouldn't they really know that? Absolutely, they should. However, that's what I mean when I say let's keep Trump because Pence can actually snowball, I mean, can actually snow not only Republicans, but uh, centric Democrats. Centric Democrats will vote for a Pence, even though Pence is anti-woman, anti-gay, anti-all these other demographics. So we always have to be careful with what we, what we hope for. Now, uh, when it comes to resignation again, therefore, uh, ideally, people would love to see Donald Trump resign just to kind of stick it to him. I don't want Donald Trump to resign. I want Donald Trump to remain. And after he remains, and after it's beyond, in two weeks before the election, when it is impossible then for any changes to occur, what I'd like to do or what I would like to see is all the other tapes that you know. You know one thing, right? This isn't the worst tape. There's a lot more. There is a whole lot more that uh, many folks are holding back. You don't put the worst thing out first. And the idea is, near the debate, you want to so demoralize his campaign that those people who completely vote against your own interests sit back, think twice, and say, well, let's let somebody else take control. And the other people to take control is you. The other folks that will take control is you. Because all those liberal, progressive, Democrats, or whatever, that have not voted in decades, in years, the new voters, you can actually make a difference. And let me digress a minute, folks. If you're in Texas, you have until Tuesday to register to vote. And when I say register to vote, a lot of people think they're going to go online, download their form, fill it out, and mail it and say, oh, well, it's postmarked by the 11th. I want you to do better than that. Download the forms from hctax.gov, I believe it is. Whatever the case is, you can go to coffeepartyusa.com slash vote anyway, whatever state you're in, and get your voter registration online. Some of them you have to mail in or walk in. In the case of Texas, I'm telling my fellow Texans, download that form and go directly downtown and file that form. I don't know if you can file it in the other offices around town, but go file your registration to vote. I know it's some effort, but this election requires your vote. This election requires your input. This election requires that you be a part. Okay, now we can go back to Trump. But again, go vote, or rather go register. You can't vote if you don't register. You have to register to vote. This election is material. 
And we can not only necessarily turn Texas blue by electing Hillary Clinton, we can actually turn Texas's delegation blue, and we can also turn our state delegation, not only not only the, the Texas state, not the Texas federal state delegation, meaning the guys in Washington, but we can change these guys in our legislature, whichever ones are running. And, and I don't have that all up, up to par yet. Thanks, Mayor Taylor. Let's say you are so right. In San Antonio, you can vote at any public library. Thank you, Mayor Taylor. Actually, that is excellent. So folks, repeating again, go register to vote. We have a place at Coffee Party USA, coffeepartyusa.com slash vote anyway. If you go there, you can actually register to vote. I think somebody may be trying to reach me online. Let's see if this is something related to the show, but go ahead and register to vote. I'm going to be reading the blog of the week shortly. Uh, we'll be coming up with that shortly. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. How do we do that? Okay, Trump, do not resign, and progressives, get ready to sweep, get ready to take the Senate, get ready to take the House, get ready to take the presidency, and get ready to take governorships wherever there are governorships in play. We can do it this time around. But folks, do you know what time it is? It's time for the weekly blog post. Okay, okay. The blog post of the week is a blog post that I wrote last night. And let me uh, tell you a little bit about it before I read it. It had to do with uh, Joy Ann Reed, likely one of the best journalists on MSNBC, the only one of the few other than Tamron Hall and Chris Hayes who actually really question their, their subjects, who really do research prior to questioning their subjects so that the subjects cannot come on air and simply give them talking points. We should be thankful for the very few journalists on air that we can trust and have faith in and know that they will be doing the jobs that they need to do. So it was titled, Joy Ann Reed Grills Michelle Bachman's Support for Trump as Chris Matthews Coddled Her. And I'd like you to go to the egbertowillies.com or, or uh, to, to this blog, or actually if you go to uh, Coffee Party US, uh, not Coffee Party, but if you go to politicsdoneright.com, again, politicsdoneright.com, and select this week's show, uh, the blog of the week links directly to the EgbertoWillies.com blog that I'm going to read right now about it. And by the way, while you're at it, if you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and uh, like uh, go ahead and like PoliticsDoneRight.com, the page. Let's kind of increase that page count so that we extend our reach so that we can reach a whole lot more people. But anyhow, title of the blog, Joy and Reed Grills Michelle Bachman's Support for Trump as Chris Matthews Coddled Her. And folks, remember, this is also a call-in show if you want to be on air. Telephone number 646-929-2495. And I'll stick it in the, uh, before I read the blog, let me go ahead likewise and stick it in the, in the notes as well. Sorry for not having done that before. The number is 
929-2495. So call if you want to speak. Call if you want to speak. I don't know. I hope I didn't have any spelling mistakes here. If I had spelling mistakes, forgive me. I'll correct it later. Anyhow, title of the blog. And it's subtitled, Joy Ann Reed Did Her Research. And I love saying that Joy Ann Reed did her research. It goes as follows. Joy Ann Reed appeared on Hardball with Chris Matthews, prepared with her research. She grilled former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman for her support of Donald Trump, even with newly confirmed misogyny, lewdness, and more on video. Chris Matthews tried to intervene several times. Don't ask me why. She came prepared. Apparently, Chris Matthews did not. So therefore, she could ask or present data or, or past, past statements to Michelle Bachman that evidently Chris Matthews couldn't or didn't want to. Joanne Reed got no support from Chris Matthews as she grilled and overmatched former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman over her support for Trump. Michelle Bachman attempted to spin the recently discovered sexist, misogynist tape as Hillary Clinton opposition research distraction to avoid talking about issues. Joanne Reed did not allow her to get away with that, with the switch and bait, with the bait and switch misdirection. Reed called out the incompetence of the Republican primary field for not doing their opposition research. There would be no Donald Trump as Republican presidential candidate if that were done. Chris Matthews gave an audible sigh when Joanne spoke that truth, but Reed did not stop there. Let me stop a second here. While Reed was, was telling, asking questions to, um, to Bachman, you could hear an audible sigh from Chris Matthews of it's like, there she goes again. Because as we know, Joanne Reed, one of the few journalists on MSNBC that's really been drilling these right-wingers who come on board to, to spew their talking points that is generally the vile or filled with misinformation, lies, etc. And we know that folks like Chuck Todd and, and Chris Matthews, a lot of these guys rarely challenge these guys as they should. To put it bluntly, if they had, as I mentioned earlier, there would have been no Donald Trump. Going on, moving on, quote, quote, Chris Matthews, just like the horse race, says, exactly, you're absolutely right, Pantheon. Anyhow, your, you Congresswoman, back on August 30th of this year, said on a show called The Brody File that God had raised up Donald Trump, Reed said, that Donald Trump has been raised up by God to be, to be the Republican nominee. And you went on to say that God lifts up who he will and takes down who he will. So it seems to be that based on your own past statements, this was either done to Donald Trump by himself, by David Farenthold, by somebody at Access Hollywood, or God. And I wonder if you know, believe, if you now believe that God is taking down who he will. So says, so asked Joanne Reed. And for those people who don't quite know all the people I mentioned, Farenthal is the guy who broke the story, uh, several of the Donald Trump stories, including one of the tapes. 
and he broke the story about Donald Trump really not being uh, the businessman many people believe Donald Trump is. And he broke many other stories on Donald Trump and now is really getting the kudos for doing that. Access Hollywood is the company uh, where the tapes, their most recent tapes came from. And of course, we know who God is. So those are the three people that were mentioned. Go Joy and Reed. Ha ha ha. That's right, Lisa Pino. You're absolutely right. So Chris Matthews side this respectfully as Joanne Reed uh, read statement and uh, as Joanne said her statement and told uh, Backman she did not have to answer. In other words, Chris Reed, I, I mean, uh, Chris Matthews, and I don't think I've ever seen him do this. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought he was very disrespectful and condescending. After, after Joanne Reed asked the question, he then tells the person the question is directed to, you don't have to answer that. Joanne is a part of the panel. Hi, Tom Hines. There will be more time bombs down the road, especially from The Apprentice. I know I, I, I'm cons- I, that is the one that I think is big because that is the one. Uh, let me, I, I'm still in the blog of the week, and we'll talk about that as soon as I get out of the blog of the week. Anyhow, Chris Matthews sighed disrespectfully at Joanne Reed's statement and told Bachman she did not have to answer that. He was attempting to protect Bachman on religious context, stating Reed's comments were rhetorical. Rhetorical. Her statements were rhetorical. No, her statements were based on research. Her statement was based on past statements. Bachman said there was no rhetoric to it. It was fact. But uh, let me tell you some of it. Before I finish the blog, I want to tell you something else about Joanne, okay? Last week, Joanne Reed's pieces, two weeks ago, Joanne's pieces, the way you know what pieces, uh, clips have the most effect is how they're promoted along social media. As you know, uh, I take a lot of clips from various, various shows, put them together in blogs to sort of highlight them and to further promote them because they may have some good value in them. Now, Joanne Reed, many other bloggers did the same. So she was one of the most blogged uh, journalist on TV a few weeks ago. So she won this little award at this little blog site stating, we know how good she is and how much coverage she's getting on MSNBC based on how many of these bloggers are taking up her material to deliver as good news content. So she's been doing very well. Chris Matthews haven't had a whole lot of those lately. And you know, when a lot of this appears on TV, a lot of these guys get jealous. After all, it's Chris Matthews. After all, it's Chuck Todd. These are the bastions that are carrying the MSNBC News Network. These are the guys that are responsible for the news. But of course, it's people like Joanne Reed, it's people like Chris Hayes, people like uh, um, uh, Tamron Hall that go out there and, and are relentless in the way they question not only those on the right, but even those on the left, which is what you should do, which is what you should do. Anyhow, so I, I, I think there's a whole lot of jealousy there because she is a very good interviewer, and what these guys like to play is a certain type of politics. I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back. I'll, you bring on the right-wingers here, we'll be kind of soft on you. If we're kind of soft on you, maybe you'll come back. We don't necessarily want them back. If they want to come, they can. If they don't want to come, then don't. But when you get them there, you ask them the pertinent questions, and you make sure that they answer it. That is your responsibility as journalists to the American people. If I get one of these guys in here, 
I am not going to say, oh, well, I'm thankful to have you here, so I'm not going to ask you these sensitive questions or anything like that. I'm going to ask you the question because who do we owe our allegiance to? Our allegiance is not to the politician, the bloggers, the journalists. Our allegiance is to the people, los americanos. That's who we are here to support. We are here to provide that information that allows you to make the decisions that are in your best interest. Corporate media has gotten away from that. But anyhow, continuing. Later on, later on, Joanne Reed personalized her same comment by indirectly pointing out the hypocrisy of evangelicals. Chris Matthews might have realized his initial reaction to Reed was out of order as he then agreed with her even as she was making the same religious argument. Joanne Reed does her research and has no fear in confronting the hypocrisy of the right, as do many of the more glorified male hosts on MSNBC. Absent her voice, many on the right would continue using MSNBC as just another platform to use our airwaves to misinform. And that is, that is the good thing about having journalists like, let's say, Joy and Reed and a few others on, on, on MSNBC. We have quite a few uh, on, uh, on, uh, on CNN as well now. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. Who does, who does it? Mor- the, the Sunday morning show? He's very good as well. And we also have on uh, Shepard Smith on Fox News. Would you believe it? I am I'm slowly becoming sort of a fan of Shepard Smith. Why? Because he's starting to buck Fox News. I don't care what you did before. If you're telling the Americans the truth, if you're telling Americans, if you're being a journalist for Americans, I don't care where you've been. Because, again, these guys are all doing this stuff for a paycheck. And some of them are, but uh, uh, some of them are getting better. And in getting better, I can respect that. Now, I want to go back to something that Tom Hines said. Tom said, uh, there will be more time bombs down the road, especially from The Apprentice. I don't know how many have been following uh, the, the news. A lot of people have been telling me recently that they follow the blogs. I have a lot of people that send me emails saying, well, Egberto, thank you very much for putting this up here because I don't, I can't stomach the news anymore. And because you take some of the stuff out and digest it and put it out there, I, I, I stay informed. Okay, so that's what our job is. That is our job, and that, that, that is what we want to do. You know, we, want, we, want to, we actually want to play our part in the body politic. When you play your and, – and by the way, folks, by the way, folks, by the way, I said we want to play our part in the body politic. And I say this. Some of you that are here before would have heard me say this before. When I talk about what we do here, what we do at EgbertoWilliams.com, PoliticsOnRight.com, Coffee Party USA, what we do is what you can do as well. In other words, changing our America so that finally the politics reflect the people and the politics does not become, uh, does not become anathema to what the, the needs of people will require all of us, every single one of us. So therefore, what do you do? If you're a person that can do this, do it. By the way, I'm going to be coming out with a sort of a short book 
I hope shortly, but I, I've been so busy I haven't gotten around to it. First of all, to, 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 to kind of give people the idea of how to become, how to become a, uh, what should I say, their own new source, building their website, connecting their website, and building up so that you can be a part of it. Because I can't find everything, and, and uh, uh, Coffee Party USA can't find anything. I take liberty with my coffee, can't find everything. Many of you have also sent me stories and said, hey, check this out. What do you think? And done it, elaborated on it, presented it, and expanded all over horizons. So you're an integral part of being um, in this, this new media and also taking over also taking over our politics. Before we get back to Trump and, 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 and the story and what um, Tom was talking about, I want to always keep this in mind for people that are listening. One of the reasons I can do this, one of the reasons many can do this, is because of this stuff called net neutrality, which means everybody has free access to network without a whole lot of throttling, meaning everybody has equal rights to the, the network and the, 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 the cable companies and all these other companies can't restrict you more so than anybody else based on any tier that you're on. But corporate America, after they see the power of this medium, after they see the democratization of news, after they see the democratization of education, educating us all, what do you think they want to do? They want to make sure that this medium, which for me, it's not too expensive to come through. I have a very high speed internet in my office here, actually the highest speed here in Kingwood, Texas that they offer. So I'm able to uh, uh, put this out on several streams. In fact, there are three streams that are going right now. Um, one on the radio, one on the uh, this one here and one that goes directly to blog talk radio. So uh, we can do that at an economical price, which means those of us who do this for a living, those of us who uh, are trying to make a better world on an efficient basis can actually do so, can actually do so period. However, if net neutrality no longer exists, when you hear people talk about net neutrality, net neutrality, net neutrality, Make sure you say you support net neutrality and do not allow any of your Congress people to say, we're going to vote to allow corporations who run the Internet, who run these pipes, to be able to control those who have access to those pipes by the way they price these pipes. When there are actions to be taken, of course, you know, I'll have shows on that and I'll have links where we would want you to perform some sort of an action. But now every single person watching this on the Internet you can, you can do this not only necessarily on video, but on, on, on podcast type uh, stations that they have. And we're going to talk about all of that sort of stuff in the future. And, but it is imperative that you promote these types of shows. It is imperative that you share these types of shows. And the reason why, again, is because we have to become the media. We know for a fact now that we cannot trust the media. The information that's coming out on Trump right now was always there. The information that is coming out on Trump was always there. It's not new. The reason it wasn't taken up is for two reasons. One, they understood that Trump was a moneymaker. You keep Trump in the news, you keep eyeballs on all these cable news networks that are, that are inching for eyeballs. You keep him on to what they thought is they were going to be able to keep Trump on long and, and make a fool out of him and he could do whatever he wanted 
people would vote for him in the long run and they wouldn't have to run it and worry about the catastrophic events of having Dan, uh, Donald Trump as president. Later on, it became evident that Trump could actually be president because people are really, dis- the, the people are really upset of our current body politic. And a Trump became a reality. When the system saw that Trump became a reality, he no longer became a moneymaker, but a future, po- a future potential money loser. Why? Because he's a fascist. And I do not say that lightly. He's a fascist. And what his intent would have been would be to deny anybody, anybody in the opposition, any media, when he becomes president. I can guarantee you there would be a second instantiation of the Patriot Act. There would be a second instantiation of the Patriot Act. He would use the next disaster, the next shootings, to say we have to lock down the country and take over certain powers. And those powers would be granted to him by the Republican Congress. And with that, they would be able to shut down much of the media, just like they did. Many people don't realize how much so they did during the Bush administration and the current Patriot Act. A lot of people disappeared. Nobody knows where they are. And that's not conspiracy at all. 60 Minutes, including 60 Minutes, did a few pieces on that. And then, of course, after they did that, they would impeach him. But that, that, that's for another day. So, therefore, therefore, it's imperative, folks, that – and, by the way, let me give the, the calls again. If you want to call in and say something, the telephone number is 646-929-2495. Again, that number is 646 929 2495. Uh, if you have something to say, please feel free to call in. You will be on air. I'm very nice. Uh, I'll ask you a couple of questions and ask you to speak. I'm pretty sure that uh, folks would love to hear from you. Say one more time 646 929 2495. If you have any questions while you're watching on Facebook Live, just drop the line here. I see. Uh, so we were talking back uh, to Tom earlier on what more releases there are coming on video. As you quite know, and I, I see that, uh, I'll, I'll take a look at that entry as well on, on um, Lisa on Huffington Post. But it is true that there's, there's a lot of video uh, from The Apprentice that has Trump asking men if he thought, if they thought some of the women on their, that their peers were beautiful and he had things like would you like to sleep with these women this was i call that what i call it is a very hostile workplace and i think it is something one would be convicted for in a court of law and that is someone who now is running for president when i talk about the possibility of him being impeached when you figure out all these things that are in the background that are impeachable when when these when people come across and show that the things that they've sued him about before were not figments of one's imagination, but a reality, I can almost guarantee you that, yes, in fact, this man, after they got, after they are able to use him, and believe me, they would use him first, they would be able to impeach, impeach him shortly thereafter, and they would do that rather quickly. And the reason they would do that rather quickly is they want to win the 2020 elections. And the way you win the 2020 elections, if for some reason this guy were to get elected, of course, as I mentioned, I mean, a lot of new people are on now, so I'll, I'll back up to this. As I mentioned before, um, I don't want him to quit because, again, if he resigns, 
uh, the person that would be there to replace him. And remember that the party has, there's, a, there's something about our elections that people have to understand. We don't elect the president. The people do not elect the president. The people elect electors. A, it's called the electoral college. So what that means is a lot of people say, well, look, people have already voted before. They have already voted for electors. So all those votes that are in before are either for Democratic electors, Republican electors, uh, independent, uh, rather, um, Libertarian electors or Green Party electors. And then those electors, based on the population of your state, then elect the president. That is why you notice that in, in the counts, they show how many electoral votes Hillary Clinton likely has or Donald Trump likely has. Why, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because if for some reason they were able to get Donald Trump later on to drop out of the race, just for the heck of it, drop out of the race, the election is not invalid because the election served its purpose. It created and elected the electors and the electors then can choose somebody else and the party will decide how that choosing will occur on a per state basis. So there's a lot of things the average American citizens, they don't understand about what's going on here. Just thinking, oh, we're talking about Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton versus Gary, uh, Gary Johnson versus uh, the Green Party candidate. I, uh, I can all, I always forget her name, but I mean, good woman, but just at the wrong time. And I don't really think she's, necessarily qualified and i just have to be honest about that jill stein i don't know i've spoken to the jill stein personally and she's a very intelligent doctor and she knows her material i just don't know if she could be she could be uh effective in our current political realm i honestly just don't see it, it has nothing to do with smarts but i just don't see how she could possibly be elected uh even if she were elected i mean not a chance that she does but if she were elected that she could make an effective president. It's just not there. So where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Uh, All of the rank and file, I have it right up here on CNN. We have Kelly Ayat, Sheila Moore, Mike Crapo, Corey Gardner, uh, Mike Lee, Lisa McCroskey, Ben Sass. All of these guys have disavowed Trump, the establishment Republican Party, are not just saying we are not going to vote for Trump. They are saying we are unendorsing Trump, and they're telling people they shouldn't vote for Trump. What does that really mean? What does that really mean? They believe they have the ability to save the party by now running from Trump. There's no way to save the party running from Trump if we do our jobs. There's no, again, I repeat, there is no way to save the party from Trump if we do our job. Step one, Trump stays in the election. Stays in the election. Step two, we ensure that all folks are registered to vote in Texas and many other states. The end of voting is on March. I mean, the, the, the end of voter registration is 
October 11th. Again, that is October 11th. Number three, we don't only go to vote ourselves during not only not only on voter day. In fact, I tell people uh, voting on voting day, voting on election day is a last resort. In every state that allows, I think Pennsylvania is one of the few states that don't allow uh, voting uh, early except by a whole lot of exceptions. I think that's, if I recall, that's, that's what I recall in doing some research a few years back. No one needs to wait until election day. Waiting for election day, let's call that, that should be your last resort. You should be going to vote as early as possible and taking your friends and reminding your friends every single day Every single day of early voting, you should be talking to somebody by phone. You should be warning folks on on Facebook that you must go vote. You must be going to the coffee shop and folks that you know are progressives, you you should be telling them it is time to vote. Ask people who need a ride, take them to vote, whether you have already voted or not. Every single individual doesn't take, it doesn't take the, the Democratic Party to come and tell you what to do, because in a lot of states, the Democratic Party is lousy. I'll be frank. In a lot of states, the Democratic Party is lousy. The leadership is poor in many states, and they don't get the job done. But we individually can get the job done. So what am I saying? You do it. Don't turn your head around and look for the other person to do it. You do it. Share this video as well. You do it. Every single person can be a part of winning this election. Every single person can be a part of making sure enough progressives, in fact, all progressives, get to the poll. I had a friend that called me up. He, watched, he watches a lot, lot of our politics, or rather, he actually listens to the podcast because of the way he works on Politics Done Right. And I got a text last week that actually, I, I felt great about it. He said, Berto, how, what can I do? These are the things that I can do. I can make phone calls and I can drive people. Told him, okay, I'll find out. I'll call somebody in the party, left a message. I'm yet to get a return call as far as what to help uh, ask him to do for, for us. However, what I'm going to tell him, whether I hear from the party or not, is I'm going to tell him, you know people, all those people that you know, call them up. Ask them if they voted. If they tell you they haven't, encourage them to vote. If they say they don't have any way to get to vote, take them to vote. If they don't know where it is to go to vote, show them where. I know here in Kingwood, anybody who asks me when voter, early voting starts and where to vote, I'll be able to tell them exactly where to vote. I'll be able to tell them when to vote. I'll be able to tell them what I suge- who I suggest they vote for based on information, good information, who is in their best interest. Every single person listening here can do the same. Every single person listening here can be a part of the solution. We don't need anybody to tell us what to do. And if I tell you this, if I tell you you can be a part of the solution, my request to you is on Facebook. My request to you is on the phone. My request to you is on email. Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram. Make yourself a little video. Hey, friends, I just voted. 
go vote. Hey, friends, have you registered to vote yet? You have till tomorrow to register to vote. Go vote. You want to do those things. And you may get one person, you may get zero, you may get 10. But think about this. If you share this video and let's say a, a 10, if, if quite a few people get every single one of those people get 10 people. The, multi, the, the, the geometric progression would mean we've reached millions. And I'm not saying that lightly. Two to the 32nd, it's 4 billion. So we only need two to the 16th is... 64,000. Two to the 32nd is, oh, help me out. What, a two to the 32nd? Four billion. Okay, so what I'm saying now, you can all make the difference in our body politic. So that's your job. That is our request. Who's, our, who's us? We all. We're all requesting of us all to go out there and be a part of the body politic. Folks, I didn't have anybody calling in today. Six four six nine two nine two four nine five. Again, the number is six four six nine two nine two four nine five. You know, on this app, we can actually talk to an unlimited number of people. Any number of people can call that number. Actually, I think I don't know. Maybe I think I've paid for a hundred or so. I don't know. That can call at the same time, meaning I can have up to that many people on. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Lisa. But folks, again. Uh, is there anything folks want to talk about before I move on? As you know, I can talk forever. So is there any questions, any things you want to talk about, anything you want me to address, whatever? I would be interested to know if there's stuff that you want to address. Because I think these are important times that we're, we're in right now. And I think the more informed we are, the better. And there are times that you ask me things that I go back and I say, oh, God, I myself need to, be, to get myself informed on some of the questions that you ask. Again, telephone number 646-929-2495. The line, we, we can take any number of calls and we'll put you on air right now. 646-929-2495. Again, one more time. 646-929-2495. You want to talk about the debate tomorrow? What do you want to talk about the debate tomorrow, Tom? I tell you what I think about the debate. I don't know. Pulling the hairs out of my head. That's why it's bald right now. Not really. I, 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 I shave every day. But uh, news ignoring Haiti, but focusing more on Florida. So what's new, Don? What is new? We have to do it. And I am glad that you brought that out because am I not guilty of that as well? In Haiti, over 800 people have lost their life thus far. In Florida, two. Yeah. Uh, the good thing about it is the president is doing his job. He's dispatched Colonel, or rather, Ad, uh, Lance Admiral. In fact, I looked him up uh, yesterday when I saw saw him uh, talking online. But we have it, an admiral. We we actually have a. I don't know if it's a destroyer or what type of ship that was sent to Haiti, but we sent a ship with three helicopters and uh, machines to do potable water and that sort of stuff over to Haiti. So America has started doing its part. Yes, the news is not covering it. Uh, yes, we probably should. I don't, and I have to, we've been so engulfed with the Trump thing here that myself, me as well, didn't put information in the blog that said, if you want to help Haiti, 
this is what you need to do. So Don, uh, and this is, this is why crowdsourcing is so important. This is why having shows where you have people giving you input is so important. I'll find out where we can, uh, how we can give help to Haiti and uh, add it to this blog. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for you bringing that up, Don, because that is so important. And uh, shame on me that I didn't make Haiti a part of, um, of this discussion. But I, and the thing though is I did know about what's going on there. I did know, I, I have all the information on them, but I need to find out about how we can provide as people some assistance to those folks out there. Uh, and so come back and, and hopefully sometime tonight I'll have that out. Um, now when it comes to the, back to the debate, I don't know what's going to happen. I've wrecked my brains. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how Trump is supposed to come out. I don't know what's best for Trump to say. Is he going to attack Bill Clinton? I don't know. Uh, I think if he attacks Bill Clinton, I think Hillary Clinton has a, if Hillary, look, let me, let me tell you what I think should happen. And it's rather simple. If he comes out like he said he will and blame Hillary Clinton for attacking women who Bill Clinton may have had affairs with, and she and they try to spin that into a similarity between the way, the misogynistic way that Donald Trump treats women with how Bill Clinton treated women, the first thing I would say is, how dare you make the fact that my husband stepped outside my problem, number one. You're right, that would be dumb, but I have a feeling he may do that. How does that become my problem? That's number one. How do I be? And secondly, as a woman or as a spouse that was deceived, as a spouse that was deceived, the human reaction is to lash out at the person with whom your spouse deceived you with. That's human. But in the case of you, Mr. Trump, there was no external, there was no external impulses or influences that caused you to be misogynistic, to be sexist, and to be supporting assault on women. Yes, I may have said certain things about women, but I was angry. These were the women that may have had affairs with my husband. Don't you, wouldn't you have reacted that way if Melania was having an affair with someone else? And I think if she did that appropriately, immediately he would be neutralized, and then she can go in for the kill. Because she first, what he's trying to do is create what we call a false equivalence. And the false equivalence is something that the media has been doing for a long time. In fact, they're doing it today in, in, describing, in describing what they're talking about, uh, about Trump. Here's the thing that just got me irate. This is what they said. Trump needs to address this tape and this issue, this, mis- this issue of misogyny directly. Just like Obama did with the right tapes. Okay, okay, okay. Reverend Wright, 
Trump's misogyny. Reverend Wright, Trump's misogyny. Some people may get upset at this, but I want to point something out about Reverend Wright. If you come from a country like Panama, where I'm originally from, I'm a naturalized United States citizen. If you come from a place like that, and you listen to the context of what Reverend Wright said, and in fact, you listen to a whole lot of Reverend Wright's speeches. I did that during the 2008 election when they tried to make Reverend Wright an issue. Reverend Wright was a smart man. Reverend Wright had a, made a lot of statements. In fact, Reverend Wright spoke about Panama. Reverend Wright spoke about the invasion of Panama, the thousands that got killed because America wanted to bring Manuel Antonio Noriega to the United States because, in their mind, he was bringing, sending drugs to the United States. No, Noriega was a capitalist. America had a drug need or a drug want, and he provided the means by which that want was met. He was sort of the money man, the guy in the middle. Uh, if you if you don't like I, I I don't do drugs I I never did drugs don't do any of that I don't condemn anyone who does it because I think personally I think I don't see the difference between alcohol as a drug marijuana as a drug or even coke or whatever they all mess you up well according to the the, the smokers they tell me it doesn't really mess you up it makes things better I, I don't know but that's beyond my scope but all I know is they all mess with your cognitive abilities, etc. So I, I, I am sorry. I'm for the legalization of every darn thing. And I, for my kid, I always suggested don't do drugs. And for the people around me, I always suggested not to do drugs. But if somebody's doing drugs, I don't hold it against them because I don't hold drinking alcohol against anybody. I don't hold smoking a cigarette against anybody. I think it's the wrong thing to do because of your body. It's not the best thing for your body. But I believe in personal freedom. If, it, if what you do doesn't affect me, do as you please. If what you do does not affect me, do as you please. But anyway, so Manuel Anton, so Reverend Wright is not a good comparison, but they do it. And a lot of times they try to equalize these issues because some of it is benign, right? Some of it, they want to say we are fair and balanced. Yeah, I know Fox News uses that, but they use that to, to, to actually uh, codify what down the cent or supposedly down the middle stations try to do be fair and balanced. In other words, if they hear this side, they want to hear the other side. The problem is sometimes the other side is just cooked nuts. Sometimes the other side simply makes no sense. And this, if the other side makes no sense, there should be no balance or no attempt at balance. Simply should not have an attempt at balance where balance does not exist. But that's what they do. It's our job to stop that. It is our job to go out there. So we're in the last five minutes of the show. I didn't have any callers today. So I guess most of the folks are going to listen to it either on podcasts from Block Talk Radio, podcasts at politicsunright.com, or maybe they'll see the video on Facebook Live. I sure hope I had some calls because I really wanted people to tell me what they thought about Trump. So within the next two minutes, let's see if I can get a call. Telephone number 646. 646- 929-2495. I do not bite. I do not bite. 646-929-2495. Let's see. Lisa said, some is benign. I agree. American culture encourages bad players to do better with this cultural strategy. 
let me see if I understand that right. I think you're saying, if I understand you right, that if we if we just don't down somebody, if we give them positive affirmation, even if they're bad, that they probably will try to improve on who they are. If that's what you're saying, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I believe in positive affirmation, and I believe in the redeemability of everybody. So in that case, I would agree with you. As with children. <laughs> yes, I agree. And we know when we're dealing with, with, with uh, Donald Trump, we are dealing with a child. One more time, folks. we got one minute that I can take a call in. 646-929-2495. Again, 646-929-2495. <laughs> exactly. I, I hear you. I hear you, Lisa. But folks, anyhow, we are coming to the end of the show. I appreciate those of you who uh, stayed the whole time. I appreciate those of you who stayed partial time. I appreciate those of you who are watching this on a vlog cast. I appreciate those of you who are watching this on a podcast. Um, we do this every Saturday, generally at noon. That's the official time at noon. Extenuating circumstances cause me, thank you very much, fifth degree. Extenuating circumstances cause me to have it at 8 p.m. Central, but we will be back standard time at noon on Saturdays. If there are any changes, I would try to be a bit more diligent than I was this week and post that earlier. I'm sorry for coming to you late. Now, to reiterate for those who are coming now again, please remember, go vote or rather go register to vote first. You can't vote unless you register to vote. In Texas, Tuesday, October 11th is the deadline. You can go to coffeepartyusa.com slash vote anyway. And we have a tool underneath to the bottom of that page where whatever state you are in, it'll tell you where to go to vote. Folks, please remember to visit the web page or rather to visit Facebook Politics Done Right and like the page. I would appreciate if you'd like the page trying to build the likes on that page so that as we have more programs, we put things out. And yes, as Tom Haynes says, yes, vote. We all must vote. We all must vote. I do appreciate you spending this hour with me. Thank you so kindly. I want to ask again that you share these shows, whether you share the, uh, the, the video, the broadcast, or whatever, please do share it. Let's help folks. Let's help uh, spread the word. And also, please go ahead and like that page, Politics Done Right, on Facebook. It was a pleasure having you. This is Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis. C'est la vie. Tenga buen día. Bye. Bye. <laughs>